Dude, they say, you know, Draymond's got a history. So do we. So we, we know how to bounce back. There you go. That's Stephen Curry right after the game speaking to the inside. The NBA crew, the Golden State Warriors have made this a series, folks. It's now 2-1. The Warriors have never faced a 2-0 deficit. They faced quite a few 2-1 deficits. So they're now back in familiar territory. A huge win for the defending world champions. We're going to break it down next. This is Locked on Warriors. You are Locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get podcasts you can follow me cyrus sotsas on twitter at dog surf roadshow what a victory for the defending world champions talk about a well needed a desperately needed win a lot of reasons why the warriors came victorious before we start and they got a gnat in front of me get away uh i want to say happy birthday to rocco thompson that is clay thompson's dog 420 is Rocco's birthday. Happy 11th birthday, Rocco. What a birthday present for Clay this was tonight. What a birthday present, I'm sorry, from Clay uh, to his puppy because you know Clay's going home happy tonight. It's going to be a good time. Snuggle fest with Rocco. So uh, happy birthday, Rocco. Happy 420 for all you degenerates out there. I'm right there with you, folks. This was a huge victory for the Golden State Warriors. 114 to 97, the final uh it's you know i guess i guess the the the, what we have to look at is how why what changed between tonight uh when the warriors uh you know didn't have draymond green they didn't have gary payne the second uh which was a a very late announcement Uh, we don't know what the illness is we don't know what the specific reason is uh that would keep gary payne the second someone who you know uh has a high uh tolerance for pain a high threshold for pain I don't know why he missed tonight's game. We don't know the specifics of that. I don't know if we're going to find out in the postgame show. Uh, if sound drops uh, from the postgame press conference uh, with Steve Kerr, with any of the players, I will make sure to play that. Um, but right now, I mean, when you look at why the Warriors won this game, I'm going to look first and foremost, obviously, uh, to Stephen Curry. I mean, absolutely number one, the greatest shooter in the history of the game. Backed it up tonight. He had a phenomenal performance. Uh, whereas in games one and two, he didn't shoot great from beyond from deep from, from the three point line, especially in game two, where I believe he was three of 13 uh, fr- from deep tonight, 50 percent, 50, six for 12 from beyond the arc, uh, finished the game 12 of 25 from the field total, which means he actually shot better from deep uh, than, than he did from inside the three point circle. Um, he also grabbed six rebounds. He was a staggering plus 24 in the plus minus. The Warriors enter tonight a plus 14 when Stephen Curry plays. And then when he's out of the game, I think they're like minus 30 something or 40 something entering the game tonight. It's, it's such a night and day approach. Uh, Steve Kerr messed with Stephen Curry's uh, rotations a little bit. Thankfully, that did not hurt his game. Uh, if you're watching this game from beginning to end, uh, Stephen Curry came out at about the six minute mark of the first quarter. Um, so basically, what Steve Kerr was doing was taking him out earlier in the first and third quarter so that he could play more later in the game. That was the strategy, and tonight it worked. 
Um, and and for, uh, for those in the chat, by the way, uh, and Joe uh, and everyone else, hello. I'm going to try to get to everyone, but usually when I'm hosting these things by myself, it's a lot harder uh, to pay attention to every message. So if I don't get to all of them, I do sincerely apologize for that. Uh, and yeah, I know I have a, just a disastrous uh, hat here today. Uh, Joe writes, very subtle, 11 turnovers only. That is a fantastic point. Um, the Warriors in the first two games were abysmal when it comes to turnovers. They, and, and they've been abysmal all year. In fact, they were the worst team in the NBA in terms of turnovers per game, whereas the Sacramento Kings are in the top 10. So for the Warriors to come into this game tonight and address that and finish with only uh, – my, my sheet shows 12 turnovers. Uh, I know, Joe, you wrote 11. Um, but that was a massive part of it. The Warriors were not just giving the ball up for easy baskets and the Sacramento Kings had to actually earn those points instead of having them just handed to them. Amazing. What a difference that makes. So you're absolutely right uh, that the turnover battle was huge. Um, and one player rain King GW uh, highlights uh, Jermichael green. This was a player that you, if you watch the show consistently, you've heard me advocating for Jermichael green minutes in this series at a minimum, I was advocating for him to at least match up with Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn is seven feet tall, folks. So every time Alex Lynn was out there and the Warriors were countering with nobody, uh, it, it was severely hurting them. I mean, the, the Warriors have been are a small ball unit. They don't have a big enforcer. The closest thing to that is Jermichael Green. And Jermichael Green is good enough to handle a player like Alex Lynn. So absolutely kudos to Steve Kerr for that adjustment. Um, that wasn't the main adjustment I saw that impressed me the most, but it was certainly one of them. One key adjustment he made was to the starting lineup. He went with Jordan Poole, uh, which was a little surprising to some people because the Warriors have been being absolutely killed in this series in terms of small ball. Uh, but but what's important to note, and I think a huge uh, factor that went into the decision uh, to play uh, Jordan Poole and start him more specifically is the fact that he himself, Jordan Poole, is a vastly superior player starting versus coming off the bench. I don't know why that is. Uh, you know, a lot of us, it's a question we've been asking um, uh, all season. Like, why is he so good starting where he averages over 24 points a game versus coming off the bench? Um, well, tonight, he delivered. He started. Kerr's strategy was not very complicated. It was, look, if we're going to go small, if Andrew Wiggins is going to be our power forward tonight, we're just going to have to uh, like beat these people with better offense. We're going to have to literally put up just uh, way more points. Now, fortunately, despite the fact that that was probably the mentality in starting Jordan Poole, the Warriors' defense was exemplary. They held the Sacramento Kings to 97 points tonight. If you're holding an opponent to under 100, I don't care when it is, what game it is, what the date is, that is impressive. And the Warriors held the Kings to just 23.4% shooting from deep only 38% shooting on the night. And again, a huge part of that is those lack of turnovers, which which Joe highlighted. Uh, and depending on the box score, I'm looking at now at the NBA box score, which shows 11 turnovers. Uh, ESPN had listed 12. I'm going to trust uh, uh, the NBA box score. So only 11 turnovers for the Golden State Warriors tonight. That was absolutely impressive. The Sacramento Kings, meanwhile, had 15 turnovers, which, Warriors, which resulted in 22 points for the Golden State Warriors tonight. But this was an exemplary game. This was a fantastic game. It was absolutely well needed. The entire dynasty was on uh, on the brink. I mean, if the Warriors lose this game, season is potentially over. It's done. Um, and so I, I cannot, man, I cannot emphasize, as I'm sure all of you watching this are aware of, just how important of a game this was. And for the Warriors to come up the way they did was huge. But I, the thing I have to highlight the most 
Um, and, and the first thing uh, I, I have to start with, though, I, even though I mentioned Jermichael Green, I mentioned Jordan Poole, but the first thing's first, Moses Moody. Uh, I mean, you've heard me advocating for this guy all season long. Um, you know, I, I haven't advocated as much for Jonathan Kaminga just because he's been getting run. I mean, you, you, we've been seeing Kaminga a lot until the series. And then in game one, he played 10 minutes, actually had a good 10 minutes. He wasn't the reason why they lost that game. Game two, though, we only saw him for three minutes, 56 seconds. And an interesting point that I brought up that I, I feel uh, bad for not bringing it up on this show that I brought up earlier today. I, I was doing a podcast hit with Greg Silver. Uh, great guest, by the way. He's going to come on this show soon. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know until after the interview that he's the son of Mike Silver, legendary uh, sports columnist. But I was on Greg Silver's podcast today, and I, I pointed out to Greg one of the things you lose when you don't play Kaminga in the in any game, whether it's home or road, is Kaminga is one of the only players on this roster who can light it up with monster dunks. He's he's in, virtually unstoppable when attacking the rim because of how explosive he is, how athletic he is. His game is polished, contrary to what some people, uh, I think, naively say. And tonight, every one of those monster dunks just lit up the whole arena. And that effect could have been in play in Sacramento. Now, fortunately, I hope Steve Kerr is taking these games here at Chase Center Games three, let's hope the Warriors are successful in game four. We'll talk about that in moments uh, or maybe a little later. I don't know. I, I know game four is Sunday at 1230. Uh, I don't think anyone's a fan of those super early start times. But nonetheless, Kaminga's impact in terms of his athleticism affects the entire arena. If he's doing those monster slams, I mean, he lit up Chase Center with a missed dunk. But people just are impressed by, by how explosive of a player he is. And those same kinds of plays could shut that golden one setter crowd down. They could shut them up. And because that one thing that's really incredible about both of these teams, the Warriors and the Kings, they feed off their crowd so much. I, I, I feel like these two teams feed off their home crowds more than any other team in the NBA. Um, so kudos to Steve Kerr tonight for playing Jonathan Kaminga a little more than he has in the series. Kaminga played 13 minutes, 13 seconds tonight. Three for seven from the field, as he normally does. He is an efficient shooter. He shot 52.5% from the field for the season as a whole. Uh, he was 0 for 2 from beyond the arc, but I thought those were well-timed, uh, well uh, properly chosen three-point attempts. He was wide open. They just didn't fall. They were close. Uh, but Kaminga also, I'm looking at his stat sheet right now. The one critique that people have is that he doesn't grab rebounds a lot. That He will figure that out. He had two tonight, so, so better than nothing. Uh, in 13 minutes, it's not the worst thing in the world. Had six points, was a plus six in the plus minus. And weird thing, Anthony Lamb, I didn't hate those minutes tonight. And he played the appropriate amount of minutes. Anthony Lamb played seven minutes and six seconds. That is exactly what you want from Anthony Lamb. Bring him in there, let him use his muscle, let him make a few great plays, and, and pull him out. He is in the exact role that he should have been in all season. Behind Jonathan Kaminga, behind Jermichael Green, and behind Moses Moody, who lit it up tonight. Four for seven from the field, two for five from beyond the arc. Finished the game with 13 points, but they were an impactful 13 points. The dude is explosive. That wingspan disrupts the other team's offense. He's, I, you know, I remember people criticizing him for being a poor defensive player. I never once agreed with that. I never once saw lapses in his defense. I never once saw him turn into a traffic cone. Moses Moody is a baller, and I'm so happy we saw him tonight. Uh, and let's hope all the positives that we saw from tonight translate into game four because that is still a must win. You do not want the Warriors falling behind 3-1 
needing to win two road games in Sacramento. Forget about it. So uh, game four still remains a must win for the Golden State Warriors. But the good news is they won tonight without Draymond Green and without Gary Payne II, a huge win. And when we come back, um, I'm going to see if any sound is available yet that I could play uh, either from Steve Kerr or from any of the players. Uh, at the start of the show, if you jumped in just a little late for the for the live crowd, I played a sounder uh, from Stephen Curry, which was absolutely awesome. It was very brief. I can't play sound uh, from, from uh, inside the NBA on TNT because TNT flags everything I play of theirs on YouTube. Uh, so unfortunately, um, that is not an option. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the Warriors come out victorious. Uh, they're now just down 2-1 in this series. They win uh, by a hand of handle handily uh hand by a healthy margin i don't know what i'm trying to say here 114 97 was the final score uh first gotta give some love here real quick who is my sponsor today i believe it is nissan oh i love this all right let's get a graphic for nissan here and this stuff is a lot harder when i'm by myself all right and more specifically the nissan aria uh so nissan's most electric player of the week I'm going to go with Moses Moody. What he did tonight was a game-changing performance for the simple reason that the Warriors desperately needed help off the bench. They were just getting slaughtered in Sacramento in terms of a lack of bench production. I'm going to give some love to Dante DiVincenzo as well, just because he had a phenomenal performance himself. Uh, we just saw the energy uh, from the Warriors that was just completely lacking in games one and two. The Warriors now own the point differential in this series, by the way. I'm doing a Nissan read here. I should get back to that. So Moses Moody is Nissan's most electric player of the week. Uh, and, and it's brought to you again by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Um, and what Moody did tonight, cannot thank him enough for practically saving the Warriors season. I know it wasn't just him, but what a fantastic performance. He was electric. He was brilliantly fierce. He was fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful in the same way that Moses Moody was all those things. So is the 2023 Nissan Aria. It packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle. The all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. For making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, I don't know when our next show is. I think it's actually tomorrow. It's only Thursday. For some reason, I was thinking it was Friday. Um, if everything goes according to plan, CJ Holmes, uh, Golden State Warriors beat reporter covering the Golden State Warriors for the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, will join uh, me on this program tomorrow. Follow the program on Twitter uh, at Locked on Dubs uh, to follow the show in terms of when we go live, who the guests are, and so forth. But nonetheless, um, yeah, Joe, uh, Dante DiVincenzo plus Moody, uh, you highlight here. Let me see if my, my chat is showing. Whoa, uh, Yamada is trashing uh, Jordan Poole. That's fair. Jordan Poole had a so-so game tonight. I was trying to play this comment here from Joe that Dante DiVincenzo plus Moses Moody equals maximum hustle 24-7. Absolutely right. Uh, uh, Dante DiVincenzo tonight um, was given a much larger run than he did in game two. In game two, he played 12 minutes and change tonight. Played just shy of 27 minutes, was two for eight from the field, one for five from three. The shooting numbers weren't great. It was more his defense and his energy and his hustle. There was one particular play that really stood out to me. It was an out-of-bounds 
play where it looked like it was going to be out of balance on the Warriors, but Dante DiVincenzo saves the ball, throws it off a uh, herder's leg, and it became Warriors ball. That was just one of many plays uh, from uh, Dante DiVincenzo that just lit up Chase Center. The energy in the, in the in San Francisco tonight was awesome. Uh, kudos to the Chase Center home crowd for bringing it, and kudos to Dante DiVincenzo. He did have eight assists in this game, and he also did have seven rebounds in this game. But talking about rebounds, Kevon Looney, my lord. I mean, if there was uh, pressure on any player uh, in tonight's game, it might be Kevon Looney just because of Draymond Green's absence and the Warriors' absence of bigs. I mean, the only other really true big they have on this roster uh, is Jermichael Green. And Jermichael Green, uh, for most of his career, is more so a small forward, but as is the case with Golden State Warriors teams, uh, you know, your, your small forward suddenly becomes centers. Um, so on a night when Kevon Looney had a lot of pressure on him, and I've heard of, and seen a lot of criticism from Kings fans especially, who thought that DeMontis Sabonis would eat uh, uh, Kevon Looney alive, that was not the case, man. Looney held his own. He played 30 minutes, 56 seconds, and in that time, 20 rebounds, nine of those offensive. Very reminiscent of last year's uh, Western Conference Finals clinching game when he grabbed 22 rebounds, and I believe, what, 17 of those were offensive? Uh, so Kevon Looney, bravo, not only for the great defense tonight on Sabonis making like dif difficult on him, but to grab 20 rebounds and to also dish out nine assists, uh, uh, just staggering. The Warriors in a lot of ways reverted, uh, from the offensive system they've been running in games one and two, where they're just heaving threes without any thought about running an actual play, which sounds weird that, that I'm saying that given that the Warriors did have 50 three-point attempts, uh, but they also had 100 field goal attempts. They outshot the Sacramento Kings by eight. So they had eight more field goal attempts, and they also had three more three-point attempts, which means they had 11 more shot attempts in this game tonight. That's huge. And a lot of that came from rebounding, especially Kevon Looney. Uh, the Warriors won the offensive rebounding battle tonight, 18-13. to 13. They out-rebounded uh, the Sacramento Kings total, 59-53. So bravo to Kevon Looney and to the hustle from the Golden State Warriors in, in, in taking care of this. Um, foul sharp, then you're damn right. Happy 420 once again. I am no, I, I haven't celebrated yet. I here's the thing: I can't celebrate for this show. If I do it, I'm I I just lose the focus that I need. So I've not celebrated. Um, but here in California, where it is perfectly legal for recreational purposes or otherwise, um, yes, that celebration will come at some point. Uh, but some people are bashing uh, uh, Jordan Poole. I know he had a bad shooting night. But he also had some really big plays. And here's one thing that, that uh, for those of you that really hate on uh, Jordan Poole and are really critical of him, here's what he does that not a lot of other players on the Warriors does. And that is he attacks the rim. Um, he, 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 he will go inside the paint. He'll try to put a shot up with defenders hounding him. And he draws fouls as a result of that. Uh, he led the team tonight in free throw attempts with eight. He made seven of those. Uh, Stephen Curry did have three trips to the free throw line, which is a huge relief. He was a perfect six for six. But while Jordan Poole, uh, yeah, he didn't have a great shooting night, certainly from beyond the arc. Uh, he was one for seven, the same as Andrew Wiggins in game one. Uh, didn't have a particularly great shooting night total from the field. He was four of 13, although if you take that one for seven from three out, uh, he was actually three of six. So he shot 50% from the field when they weren't three-point attempts. If my math is correct, I think it is. So it wasn't really that bad of a night from him. I don't really understand why people are actually hating on him. He only had one turnover. He was a plus 13 in the plus minus. But again, what he brings to the table, he also had that one really clutch offensive rebound where if you watch the game closely, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. But Jordan Poole, again, he attacks the paint. Uh, he draws defenders inside. And I think as he gets older, he's only 23 
He's going to learn to utilize that skill set more and set up his teammates. That's the part of his offensive game that he has not really figured out yet. Um, so for the people that are hating on <laughs> on uh, Jordan Poole, tonight, I don't know if tonight's a night. Yeah, he was one for seven from three. Uh, but again, he did score uh, his, his total uh, uh, stat line. He had 16 points in 27 minutes of play. Uh, he did grab five rebounds as well at four assists, but the hustle was there. The energy was there. And let's not forget, again, he was the sixth man on a world championship team. So um, while I totally understand a lot of the criticism this year, especially from his defense, uh, I don't know if tonight's the night to to do some pull, to, to uh, uh, Jordan Poole bashing. Um, why don't we play uh, some sound uh, from Steve Kerr uh, talking about the fact that the Warriors were exemplary when it comes to turnovers tonight. Could not agree more. Coach, here is Steve Kerr. Especially uh, in the interior down the stretch, missing two of your top defenders. I mean, just how much did that? It also led to some spectacular offense. How much did that mean? Yeah, you know, the defense has been good uh, all series. It's just that in the first two games, uh, we didn't rebound. So we didn't complete the possessions and uh, we turned it over. So they scored a ton in transition. So tonight was about taking care of the glass and uh and taking care of the ball and um, and our half court defense was really good our guys were playing with a lot of energy and um, eventually you know that's going to lead to offense um, just getting out in transition and and that we finally broke through offensively in the second half um, but the game went the way it did because we, we took care of the ball Absolutely. Uh, th that was huge. That was, there's no question about that. Um, again, 11 total turnovers, although ESPN is listing 12. I, it's weird that I see that. I see discrepancies between ESPN and, and, and the NBA a lot uh, in terms of stats, which is kind of bizarre. But um, Kylan Mills, my partner in crime on the show for two days a week, tweeting out uh, that Kevon Looney's 20 rebounds were a third uh, of the total rebounds by the Warriors tonight. Kevon Looney was just an absolute beast. Um, when we come back, I want to preview. Uh, first of all, if there's any more sound that comes in, uh, between now and then, I will play that. Uh, Milo uh, Dr. If that's if that's your name, uh, writes Mark Jackson and Van Gundy will be great in the call Sunday. They almost always make games fun to watch. The former head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mark Jackson, who really set up the dynasty. Uh, I, I you know it's it, his impact cannot be just ignored. Um, this Warriors team for 40 years did not play defense. 40, not not four, not 14, 40, 40, four decades. This Warriors team did not play defense. Mark Jackson comes, they play defense. I, at a minimum, I have to give him his due just for that alone. And if you ask Steve, uh, Stephen Curry, if you ask Clay Thompson, uh, they will tell you how important his presence was in those two years uh, being the head coach of the Golden State Warriors before Steve Kerr came and, and really ignited the dynasty into what it is now. Um, so, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Sunday, 1230. Um, and we'll have a lot more for you after I give some love to eBay Motors. Where is uh where is that uh that graphic for eBay Motors? There it is. Um oh, and I gotta turn off the chat. I apologize. Um, so eBay Motors, uh, which is by the way, an awesome sponsor for the simple reason that they really, really, if you need auto parts, are a massively awesome source. Uh, and for a championship team like the Golden State Warriors, who are still the defending world champions, I'm not gonna stop saying that until I have to. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure 
Every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage. That's basically the My Garage is available on your screen. And then you simply slide the part over there. And if you get the green check, you know the part fits. It's that simple. And if it is, if, if you order the part at that point and it doesn't fit, you get your money back. It is a guarantee because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And again, uh, CJ Holmes of the San Francisco Chronicle should be joining me tomorrow. And then obviously on Sunday, uh, we'll have a show immediately after game four uh, between the Warriors and the Kings and what has become a thriller of a series now, it's a whole new series. I will say this. I will absolutely say this. This series has changed from this one game because think about the confidence that the Warriors now have, right? They've, they've beaten the same Kings team that, first of all, and this needs to be noted, the Warriors were not blown out in games one and two. Game one was 126-123. So they lost that game by what, three points total? Uh, game two, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, they lost by eight points. I I, I lost, uh, from my memory banks, uh, I lost a memory of what the score is of that game. I'm looking up right now. 114-106. Uh, yeah, so they lost by eight points. Both those games, but they were, that was close. I mean, the Warriors were, I think, within one with like three minutes to play. That was a close game. You come home and you blow this, t- this same team out. Without Draymond, without Gary Payton II, you, 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 you're putting your trust in, in the two young players in Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga that Kerr just doesn't trust. I hope he trusts them now. I hope he showed you, Steve Coach, that they can play. So the confidence that the Warriors are going to have going into game four is going to be huge. You now know you can thump these guys if you want to. All you have to do is play smart, meaning don't turn the damn ball over. Because that's been largely what's been killing the Golden State Warriors. To put it in perspective for you, in game two, I'm looking at the box score right now just because I've forgotten. I'm trying to block out these games. Uh, 20 turnovers. They had 20 in, in game two. Tonight, they had 11. So think about that. Nine more turnovers in game two than game three. So all they have to do, maybe it's easier said than done. I don't think it is because the Kings do have the worst defense in the NBA. And it finally showed tonight, don't turn the damn ball over and put just a little more faith in those players on your bench, especially the young ones. Moses Moody can play. Jonathan Kaminga can play. Even if they have a, a rough start, let them play through it. it, it like, you, like Kerr has to start having more faith in his young players. I mean, it's it's... It's it's could make the difference in this postseason, but bigger picture, if the Warriors continue this in Game Four, that's going to change everything. If the Warriors go into Game Five with the momentum of a two-game winning streak, and especially if those games are dominant, all you got to do is just tune that goddamn noise out and go with the strategy that that led to victory. Move the ball, play the right people, play Jermichael Green, play Jonathan Kaminga, play Moses Moody. Have faith in these players, coach, 
they will deliver for you. Uh, so I, I, I just can't emphasize that enough. So game four will be Sunday, 1230. Um, and Rebel the Sounds, you're absolutely right. This was a massive confidence builder for both Moody and Kaminga. I don't know if they needed it, but you're absolutely right. It was a massive confidence booster. Uh, again, happy birthday again to, to Rocco Thompson, who I started the show, giving some love to Clay Thompson's beloved bulldog. I want to do a favor. So on, on the same day where it is, uh, I hope I don't mess things up here where it is uh, Rocco Thompson's birthday. Oops, this is my dog. If you can see him, that is Bubba. Bubba, do you want to say hi? Bubs. <laughs> Bubba. Hey, there he is. That is Bubba. Say hi to the Locked On Warriors audience. That is my English bulldog. Bubba, the, the little furball, meatball, chunkster that I rescued from Southern California and brought back up here. That is my baby. He turns two next month. Uh, so I'm a bulldog aficionado. And so there's Bubba for any of you that wanted to see him. Uh, that is, yeah, Bubba Ganoush, Bubba Bowie, Bubba Feb. So I'm going to move on to, um, uh, I'm going to move on to the Larry Kruger show and talk some more warriors there. Thank you so much for jumping in, uh, to, to, to join me tonight. Yes, exactly. Colin, Colin Cahill. Uh, he needs his beauty rest. Uh, he went on a three mile walk earlier today. Um, but I'm going to go join Larry. Now we're going to talk some more warriors. We'll be back at this tomorrow with CJ Holmes. Follow the program uh, on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. Uh, the reason why, I'm sorry, I, I wanted to really mention this as well. Clay Thompson, um, I can't, I don't, what's going to happen when he decides to finally wake up? He's been sleepwalking through three games of the series. Tonight, only had 13 points on three of 10 shooting from deep, five of 15 total, uh, which basically means that when he's not shooting three-pointers, he's doing okay. Uh, he was two, well, he was only two for five, so he's mostly shooting threes. Yeah, Clay, I mean, they won tonight handily, 114.97, with Clay Thompson not playing good. Uh, he did okay defensively, um, and, he, and he did grab a tough five rebounds in this game, um, but he only had 13 points. So imagine when that starts clicking. Andrew Wiggins had a fantastic game. He played what I thought was the right amount of minutes. He played 34. Uh, game two was 39. I thought that was way too much for a player who's, who just had one game under his belt after uh, after three months of being out. Um, but tonight, Andrew Wiggins in 34 minutes of play shot 50%, not just from the field, but also from three. He was three for six from beyond the arc, finished the game also with seven rebounds on a night when he would had uh, a lot of weight on his shoulders as well, simply because he was the primary player filling in for Draymond Green as a starting power forward. Um, but he scored 20 points. He handled a De uh, DeMontis Sabonis beautifully at times. And, and that's where Clay has to get some respect as well, because even though Clay is technically the shooting guard for this team, he was in there battling the interior a lot. And that may have affected his shot a little bit in terms of energy and not having enough. Um, so yeah, what, once that gets going, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how you're, how are you going to stop this team, but um, there is faith is restored, at least from my perspective. So, and yeah, and you're right uh, to um, rain King GW uh, clay with that block. You're right. And Richard Sarpong, he did compete. Uh, so we got to give him some love there. As once the shooting is back, this Warriors team is going to go to a whole new level. I, I really believe that. So um, for everyone, <clears throat> before we go, of course, of course, there is a button pusher. I don't know if I'm an apology for nothing. They shouldn't be down to 0-2 in the series to begin with. So um, he did make good adjustments tonight. Uh, you know, so kudos to Steve Kerr. I'll give him there, but no, I don't owe him an apology. Get out of here. Uh, otherwise, kudos again to the Golden State Warriors. Great night, Dub Nation. I uh, hope you Warriors fans are as happy as I am. It is pathetic and sad how my emotions run with this team. But nonetheless, uh, thank you for the antidepressant. Needed it. So the Warriors are back in this series. Pivotal game four, but they're getting Draymond Green back. And they might get 
Gary Payne the second bag. We'll see you tomorrow. CJ Holmes again joins me. I'm going over with my buddy Larry Kruger. Great night, Dub Nation. It's 2-1. The Warriors are back in this. And just remember, the Warriors, even though they've never faced a 2-0 series before, it's 2-0 deficit, they faced quite a few 2-1 deficits, which is where they sit now. This is a position they are very familiar with. And they've run it before from 2-1 to 4-2. They won a championship doing that. This is not unfamiliar territory they are in. And look, man, this it's a good night. It's a good night. I'll see you tomorrow, folks.